celebrating the sounds of Memphis for 21 years, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we feature Malico recording artist, Mr. Sip, in a performance from the Mighty Mississippi Blues Festival. Bill Street Caravan contributor, William Lee Ellis, will also be joining us to discuss the deep connections between religion and the blues. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. We've got Castro Coleman, AKA Mr. Sip, on the show today. Pat, the first time I heard the name Mr. Sip, guess what, it was from you. Well, yes, and I remember talking about them. It was January 2014, and I saw Mr. Sip at the International Blues Challenge right here in Memphis. I'll never forget the performance. I was a judge that year, and you know, I had my ear to the ground, and I kept hearing about Mr. Sip, Mr. Sip, Mr. Sip, you have to see this guy. Then I ran into you and you were like, it's over. I just saw the winner, Mr. Sip, he's gonna win this whole thing. Well, that's exactly what happened. Mr. Sip hails from Macomb, a small town about an hour south of Jackson, Mississippi, which is the home of Malico Records. And Mr. Sip reflects that Jackson, Mississippi sound. The energy and showmanship is breathtaking. You can't mistake the church's influence on the music, the connection with the crowd, the exciting arrangements. But, and this is the whole thing, this is the magic to me, it's raw and it's funky. Of course it is. Bobby Rush is the godfather of that whole blues scene. So like we mentioned, Mr. Sip took home the trophy at the International Blues Challenge three years ago. And just this past May, he was awarded the Best New Artist Award at the Blues Music Awards. And he's become a mainstay on the international blues circuit. It's been an amazing career so far. Here's Mr. Sip at the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival live on Bill Street Caravan. Can I keep it rolling? Can I do it? She used to smile when I 
How many want to go to the juke joint with me? Well, if you want to go to the juke joint, let me hear you shout, yeah! Jim, let's take them to the juke joint.
You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Here's more from Mr. Sip at the Mighty Mississippi Music Fest, live on Beale Street Caravan. Can I do another song here? That was Mr. Sip at the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with more music from Mr. Sip in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor William Lee Ellis as he explores the deep connection between religion and the blues. It's time now for our feature host, Bill Ellis. He's made a name for himself as a music journalist and as a musician. In fact, I'd like to always point out that Bill is the godson of Bill Monroe. 
just a little street cred for him. He's been doing a wonderful series for us called Religion in the Blues, and this week he's going to explore all of those blues musicians who had their soul saved by finding gospel music. In the musical overlap of blues and gospel, we have already heard from evangelists known to perform secular material. What then to make of the pre-war bluesmen who often had a stash of religious music at the ready? Call it a crossroads of tradition and opportunity, where bluesmen drew from their own typically religious upbringings to meet the demands of a recording industry that marketed popular music in a variety of secular and sacred settings. After all, many if not most generations of early bluesmen came from a similar background, a rural, southern African-American household which practiced a Christian faith and valued the moral and social compass of the church. Such an environment frequently gave a fledging bluesman an important part of his childhood exposure to music, where blues performers often talk of religious song being the only acceptable music in the home. It's probably no coincidence, then, that the experiential perspective of gospel music found a certain camaraderie with the first-person outlook of the blues, as did a number of shared oratorical and musical traits that we have already discussed. In addition, recording labels during the 1920s heyday of race recordings were known to release sacred and secular 78s by the same artist, often bestowing pseudonyms that kept reputations intact. Josh White, for example, was billed by the banner label as Joshua White the Singing Christian for his religious 78s and as Pinewood Tom for his secular ones, while Barbecue Bob used his real name Robert Hicks for religious numbers and Blind Boy Fuller was dubbed Brother George. Furthermore, allowances were seemingly given to blind and handicapped musicians who, out of necessity, might perform any type of music that promised some financial gain, be it busking the blues or proselytizing with gospel. We should note that most bluesmen did not record religious music, and of those who did, secular titles far outweigh gospel. Perhaps the most prolific on record was on-and-off preacher Charlie Patton, who made some ten sides of religious music. Of those, the earliest sacred numbers were issued by Paramount under such names as Charlie Peters and Elder J.J. Hadley. In the classic two-parter from 1929, Prayer of Death, Patton, as Hadley, dons a street-corner persona, singing to a forceful slide accompaniment worthy of, and no doubt influenced by, best-selling guitar evangelist Reverend Edward W. Claiborne. I got it Blind Lemon Jefferson, one of the most popular bluesmen of his era, not only recorded a handful of gospel tunes, but was apparently so sincere about it that, according to an account by Reuben Lacey, he wouldn't play blues on a Sunday. For Lemon's inaugural Paramount session, he was Deacon L.J. Bates, a moniker along with Elder J.C. Brown that he returned to for later gospel sides as well, such as this next number, He Arose from the Dead, which has feats of finger-picking as impressive as any blues by the guitarist. Yeah. 
blues great Bucka White also started out on record playing a few sacred sides. For his 1930 Victor debut in Memphis, two of the four released songs were gospel, Promise True and Grand, and the following example, I Am in the Heavenly Way, which includes enough syncopated string snapping and bottleneck slide riffs to please any Delta blues fan. According to an account written by F. Jack Hurley and David Evans, White provided some gospel numbers to meet the Victor Talent Scout's contractual quota when an intoxicated preacher missed the session. White didn't disappoint as the songs were released commercially. His own distinctive singing, as rough and exuberant as any street corner evangelist, is matched here in grand, sanctified style by a backup singer billed only as Miss Minnie. In all likelihood, this would have been Memphis Minnie, who recorded as well for Victor that day. folk and blues revival of the 60s, it was quite common to hear a number of pre-war bluesmen and so-called songsters sing and play religious music back-to-back with their secular rags, blues, and badman ballads. This approach probably had more to do with the setting than anything, though you wouldn't expect to hear blues in a place of worship nor gospel in a juke. On the impartial, context-removed backdrop of the folk festival stage, gospel and blues were but two shades of finger-picking delight for bluesmen and fans alike. One such player was Mississippi Fred McDowell, whose rendition of Keep Your Lamp Trimmed and Burning is the opening theme music for this series. Another that exemplified this comfortable merger was Mississippi John Hurt, who could bend any song to his gentle, distinctive style. As we will see next week, some bluesmen weren't content to cover the occasional gospel tune, but were ultimately called to preach. For now, I leave you with the life and spirit-affirming genius of John Hurt, the balm of music, his ministry.
shake glass and with angels since I've laid my burden down I'm gonna shake glass and with angels since I've laid my burden down glory glory hallelujah since I've This is William Lee Ellis for Beale Street Caravan. We want to remind our listeners you can find Beale Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BealeStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Beale Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, this week's episode features Mr. Sip in a performance recorded in Greenville, Mississippi at the Mighty Mississippi Music Fest during Bridging the Blues. Bridging the Blues is a weeks-long celebration of music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region. Weeks of programming, music festivals, symposiums, food festivals. Music fans can catch events in hot spots like Beale Street and the Bonafide Blues Fest in Memphis, the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival in Greenville, Mississippi, or King Biscuit in Helena, Arkansas. The Deep Blues Festival in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and speaking of Clarksdale, it's year-round there, nonstop. You've got the Juke Joint Festival in April, the Sunflower Blues and Gospel Festival in August, Roger Stoll's Mini Blues Festivals at the Cathead Art Gallery. Plus all the goings-on at the Juke Joint Chapel and the Shack Up Inn. Clarksdale truly is ground zero, as they say, and there's a great network of people there that work tirelessly to keep the music alive and celebrated. So, blues fans, if today's program inspires you, you've been given a roadmap. And it's up to you now. Before we get back to the music, we're going to hear from Mr. Sip himself. We had a chance to sit down and catch up. Let's hear what he had to say. The blues, I mean, it's just it's part of um, our everyday living. The music, the, the sound. Um, I was brought up in the church um, and realized that I've been playing blues all my life. <laughs> 
it's the same it's the same music yeah um the message is a little different but it's the same feeling like i said i did gospel for like 26 years mm -hmm. um on the professional level i took two years off and when i um mentioned to my wife that i wanted to come back out on the road i chose the blues um i wanted to do something different and i could have did any other genre R&B, soul, but I chose the blues because the blues are the roots for me. And when I truly came over full time, I see the essence of it, the, the, the trueness of it, and, and it's just been blowing my mind for the last three and a half years. My, my, my dad is a musician. Okay. My dad is a musician, so he was, he was in the loop, and pretty much everywhere there's that kid. I don't know how that kid become that kid, but I'm grateful that I was that kid that everybody liked, and then everybody just take to that kid. Well, I was I was that kid was, was able to hey, you know they called my mom, you know, what is Castro doing this weekend? Well, we want we want to take him out. Is it okay? My mom trusted me with those guys, so at a young age, just being around them, soaking in all that knowledge, um, God has given me a, a gift and a talent that was just being nurtured by those guys at the same time. So you have all the greats, um, Williams Brothers. The Williams Brothers changed my life uh, from an early age. That was an incident that happened in my family. Um, um, and at that time, Doug Williams, his wife was my second grade teacher. So during that incident, um, I literally shut down mentally, stopped talking, stopped just doing everything. She was my teacher. And they kind of took me in, you know. I. I She's responsible, I say they're responsible for just bringing me out of that, that crisis that I was in, going through with my family. And um, at that particular time, um, they asked me what did I want to do when I grew up, and I said, I'm, I'm going to play for your husband. And everybody was like, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> well, 20 years later, Flash I, forward. Yeah, 20 years later, I became the guitar player, one of the songwriters, one of the producers for the Williams Brothers. And that, um, it just sparked me to just go forward, go forward. I can do what I want to do. I can overcome obstacles. So now in the blues, um, I got a chance to sit down with Mr. B.B. King in 2012 when I was making up my mind about coming over to the blues. Got a chance to play with him in 2013. And he just sh shared so much information and positive energy in my life. You know, and um, one thing he did tell me that I had something special, which I've been told that before. And he said, um, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the hype. You stay true to who you are, and it'll take you far. So that's that's all I know to do right now is just stay stay true to who I am, and it's taking me all over the world. You know, Japan, China, um, Australia, um, and the list goes on. We've been out of the country so much this year. You know, just grateful for it. Um, I got a brand new album coming out. Um, it's gonna come out the first of 2017, entitled "Knock a Hole in It." Um, the album, is, it'll be my third blues album up under the, um, the Malico record label. Um, at this present moment, we're shooting uh, music videos for, for this um, particular album. Um, as well as, I have my own um, blues club, Sips Place, um, in Magnolia, Mississippi. Um, 3,500 square feet upstairs and downstairs. That, oh. This is my contribution back to keeping the blues alive. So it's in Macomb. Uh, well, you got Macomb, then you got Magnolia, which is three miles apart. So um, we're looking to open um, spring break of uh, 2017. Oh, um, awesome. It's a phenomenal place. Actually, uh, my first two music videos, we shot it in there. Uh, I'm just grateful that I'm in a position now to um, give back to the blues community. Uh, I told them once I came, I'm in. Um, 
I'm in all the way. You know, there's no looking back. I'm in all the way and whatever I got to do. I'm an advocate for live music, live musicians. So this is my um, contribution um, to creating a place for these guys to play, creating a place for all my blues lovers to come and listen and enjoy. Um, so many blues clubs are closing down, and I understand why now that I'm getting into be a business that it's hard. Um, yeah. But I, I'm just a true believer that if, 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 if God brought me to it, he can bring me through it. So um, at this point, I'm in it. Where can um, where can fans go to find out what you're up to your latest? Um, www.mrsiptmbc.com. Or just go to Facebook, Mr. Sip, the Mississippi Blues Child, and it, everything from my website flows over to the um, okay. Facebook. Uh, everything from the Facebook flows over to the website. Um, on on the website, you can find all of my my tour dates, which we're all over the place, and I'm grateful for that, um, as well as I have several updates on um, the club that's coming. So. Well, good to see you again. Oh, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to talk to oh, me. Oh, no, no doubt. Thank you guys okay. for having us here.
said, y'all doing all right today? I said, are you doing all right today? Well, do something for me. Clap your hands like this. Come on. This is what I want you to do for me. Is repeat after me. Y'all say, I want to roll with your baby. Sing. Come on. Say, roll with your baby. Fellas, most of the time, we really think we know what a woman really wants. But fellas, most of the time, it's not the material things, the fine cars, the Gucci watches, the MK purses, or all those material things you may think would bring her joy. But what I found out, she wants somebody to listen, listen to her problem, just hear. Somebody to embrace her emotion, wrap your arms around her, just hold her tight. Now what is love? Mm, if your 
You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Here's more from Mr. Sip at the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival, live on Beale Street Caravan.
was Mr. Sip at the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival live on Bill Street Caravan. For more information about Mr. Sip, just go to MrSipTheMississippiBluesChild.com. Be sure to check out the tour schedule. Chances are he's coming to your part of the world soon. Again, the performances on today's program were captured during Bridging the Blues, a celebration of music and culture of the Memphis and Delta region spanning several weeks every fall. Find out more at BridgingTheBlues.com. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. (laughs) 